1979, a man cleaning the Hammonds Tower slipped on a banana peel recklessly discarded near the stairs of the tower's 17th floor. He tumbled 18 flights all the way down to the tower's crypt. A crew of men searched the tower and its crypt for days on end, but the body was never recovered. It's said his spirit haunts the tower to this day. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, one floor below the infamous Banana Ghost incident. Yes, yeah. yeah. You're listening to Spring Food Mo. Still America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. And I am Dan Howell. And boy, Andy, have I not been resting. Oh, I got to say, I have been resting. <laughs> you seem uh, both well rested and uh, uh, extremely I, exhausted. I don't feel <laughs> rested. I'm not officially back. I'm going to say right now. We're in a canonically, I'm not back yet. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I sound like I have a bad cold, and that's not the case. <laughs> got a big old hole in the inside of my nose the, the worst cold of all <laughs> <laughs> turns out brain surgery is a big deal i just thought yeah. that makes you tired for a long time what's that i just thought the food at the mud lounge might have just blown your mind oh I, yeah i don't know right. i don't know you had surgery <laughs> by big hole i mean very tiny incision it's not very big but messes you up not fun. How are you, Dan? How you been this last month? It's been I, so long since we've done this. You know, I a full month neurosurgery free for me, which oh. is a, a a blessing. Um, I've been doing good. It's been weird not recording the podcast. Yeah. I, I I've missed you, buddy. I've yeah. missed uh, I've missed what we do here. I missed you too. Maybe you should have responded to my texts. <laughs> hey, I took a, a bit of a sabbatical <laughs> from uh, responding to anybody at all. A little. Uh, I'm just New kidding. Year's depression. <laughs> there may have been a couple where we didn't respond, but it, I don't care. Whatever. Hey, I I I try my darndest. So I'm. <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm here. I'm about 30%, I'd say. Um, not back yet. So we kind of figured, uh, since I'm not officially here, why not have like uh, my two best buds come f- sort of fill in? Yeah. You know, you guys are, I'm fine 30%. You're both about 33% of me generally. Sure. So <laughs> we got a full 96%. <laughs> That's right. And you're the other four. I'm not the other four of you. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, no, because you're 100% plus another 4%. All right. I'm down with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm completely lost. <laughs> well, uh, to my right is uh, Wes Snyder. Hello. Hey, or Wes. Oops, I said your last name. Wes Wes Snodder. Wes Snodder, (laughs) okay. What do you do, Wes, besides be my friend? Well, I'm a a Springfield vet. I'm old school Springfield. (laughs) Survive the Battle of Springfield. (laughs) I I was going to say you uh, operate on animals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I grew up around here and loved the town for a while and moved to Oregon and back visiting. So uh, I fully planned on talking about Springfield circa... 2011 yeah. and nothing else. An, an expat. An important expat. time. Expat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wes plays a key role in that story I tell at the end of the Casper's episode. If you go back and listen to that, mm, touch part of that. Yeah. That, was a, that was a touching little moment for me. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then, and then there's Jason. What's up, Jason? <laughs> hey, I'm 
I'm flattered you're uh, following up Dan Sember with Jay January. <laughs> oh, <Thank> wow. wow. <laughs> Let's move this episode to February. <laughs> Jay February. Jason Crow, another there one of my best say. buds. Hi, guys. Um, I've lived with both of you multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, old friends, over 10 years at this point. Happy you're here. Love you both. Jason, you run a camera. You teach kids how to do some stuff, Wes. <laughs> That's right. Um, You've both lived with Andy, so either of you can respond. But uh, what's it feel like to kick Andy out of your house? <laughs> <laughs> to, to a victim. <laughs> Only one of them has done that. <laughs> Wait, it's not me. <laughs> Are you talking about that preemptive yeah. eviction? That I, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I harbor no ill will toward anyone about anything in my entire life. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's good to hear, I guess. <laughs> Jason, you and I used to have a podcast together. It's been stricken from the record permanently. <laughs> yeah. What, can we call it a podcast? Yeah. All right. I, I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> well, yeah. We recorded our voices down and put it out there. So uh-huh. It was about the American Pie movies. This is for real. It's the American <laughs> podcast. Did you ever they get were, the data? Like, Do you know how many people heard that podcast? 30 <laughs> tops. Or that's more Something than like I that. thought. Not too bad. Yes, we're <laughs> kind of early to the movie fan cast. We really game, were. Right? Well, I think it, it lasted maybe... Two episodes and no, then the we other did five two. Or six. Well, about American Pie though. No, we did the whole thing about American Pie. I think we did five. <laughs> we know we did four because there are four of them, and then we did a fifth one. Then, uh, who cares? It was a limited series. Yeah, you know when they it call it a limited, limited series. series just to get in that category of the limited, limited by we audience disinterest. <laughs> 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 All right, so thank you both for being here. It was your idea to do this, the two of you. And I'm really glad it worked out. Oh, Jason pointed at Wes. It was Wes's idea. What can I say? I'm a big fan. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We picked a place to do that uh, we all have quite a history with. I don't know if Dan has much of a history with it. I guess we'll find out. Not as much as you, but... We picked the Mud Lounge. Wow. The Mud Lounge, part two of the uh, Rob and Brian trilogy. We're going in uh, reverse order. (laughs) We started with Gailey's. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so you'll do the the coffee shop at some point eventually yeah 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 for sure i don't think did they have a part of any other business i'm not sure i think it was just those were the big three uh-huh well let's jump into the history and i figured you know since we're talking about a lounge um we're probably going to need some lounge music <laughs> <laughs> all right oh yeah here we go <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> rob weisslocker and brian king opened the mud house in 1998 Eventually, we will cover that story in full. At some point in 2002, the pair had a great idea. What if they started a second business where they took their coffee drinks and poured separate alcoholic liquids into them? Let's pause here. Alcohol and caffeine. How do we feel about this? Alcohol mixed with caffeine. I like it. Uh, it's specifically coffee mixed with alcohol. I'm not a big like uh, energy drink alcohol drinker because uh, for loco. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a young man, and I'm. Uh, <laughs> You're not I don't insane. have a death wish currently. <laughs> uh, so don't love that. I do have a nitpick though. Uh huh. Didn't know when I was going to be able to air this. It always makes the coffee lukewarm. Oh I yeah. I need that coffee hot. That's just you know in general. I don't think I've ever had a coffee alcohol drink served to the proper temperature but what about what about you guys i'm okay with it I, <laughs> i'll drink coffee at any temperature cooler than scalding hot 
I really want one or the other. I want it to be ice cold or I want it to be piping hot. I, I don't like that mid section. Uh, yeah, I like the mid section. I, I like mid sections in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real luxury for me. I'm I'm not having coffee and booze at the same time multiple times a year, like a handful. It, I feel like it's a Christmas thing. Christmas for me. morning. Yeah, some Bailey's in the coffee. Totally, and uh, you know maybe like a coffee stout. He just hates opening presents. Is how he has to get through it. <laughs> I, you know what I think it is for me? I feel like I get kind of sleepy whenever I drink. I'm, uh-huh. I, it, it slows me down, so I like a little bit to counteract that without having to have like a Red Bull vodka yeah. or whatever. I typically don't need any coffee to be keyed up before like going out to do something. I'm usually going pretty hard already <laughs> you know i do have some friends in kansas city when i go up there and they will get like an espresso shot before they hit the bar which is really interesting I like that uh and i kind of liked that too i've done that with them a couple times and it does like sort of get you going but then you don't have to have it all mixed together here's a here's it's another question cool. what about coffee with dessert nice dinner Somebody brings out oh, dessert and says, should I make some coffee? What love do you guys it. say? I'm love in. It. Yeah, totally. I, I, I'd prefer yeah. some decaf in that situation. Mm-hmm. Decaf's a nice choice. Yes, it's really good. Yeah. I, I would love to get more into decaf. I, I A lot of the times I'll drink into the late afternoon and just because I want that bite because I want that warmth. But uh, uh-huh. I don't need all that caffeine. It uh, I makes like me a little insane and depressed in the evening. Comes yeah. 12, 12, 15. I can't, I can't do the tastes anymore. Oh really? I wake up thinking about coffee, and it's it gets me out of bed. Just the thought of getting to drink yeah. it. And I look, I got no reason to get out of bed for the last two weeks. <laughs> I've been getting up for the coffee, and that's not a joke. Hey, staring yeah. out the window, waiting for the pain meds to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So been generally some, agreed. Been some good mornings. Okay, so now I would say that I am probably the lead, the most down on the coffee and alcohol, but in certain scenarios, I can do it. Yeah, I never get coffee, alcohol, drinks at the Mud Lounge, since that's what we're talking about. Okay, let's move on. The Mud Lounge opened in the spring of 2003. Rob handled the business side, Brian handled the decor and design, and a third partner, a woman named Corey Strauss, ran day-to-day operations. Anybody know Corey? No, no idea. I've never heard of her. Nope, don't know her. Jason used to work at the Mud Lounge, and you, you hadn't heard of Corey? Okay. Now I don't think so. No. The, one of the cool things about the Mud Lounge is not listening, and we met multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> one of the cool things about the Mud Lounge is that Brian King does like the pottery and the mugs and stuff, which is pretty cool. So, yes. like, whenever you're looking for one of those mugs, you know, it's like one of the owners literally made that with his hands. Yeah. So I really neat. I used to work at the Mud House. He had his pottery wheel in the back room, so it was uh-huh. kind of cool to like oh, did go through it the back. And, That's yeah, wild. And there was like a you know he was like throwing clay. Did, did you ever it. ask him to ghost you? <laughs> you probably would have. Wow. <laughs> Rob did most of the talking to the press in the early days, and he repeatedly said he and Brian intended the Mud Lounge as a place for grown-ups, an alternative to the rest of the downtown scene, which was mostly party bars and sports bars, that kind of thing. In May 2013, uh, a newsletter article was titled, Mud Lounge, a funky spot for the older set. <laughs> now, huh. when we were all going, were we part of the older set? <laughs> I don't think so, because we went when I right after I turned 21. Yeah. I think part of the allure for 
me for the mud lounge was that it felt like an adult place to go. I felt like an adult going yes. there. Did you guys I agree. feel that way when you were 21, I, 22? I, you know, for me, it's weird. I, I feel like in the last couple of years since I've been of drinking age, Springfield has had more quote unquote adult bars. You got like J-O-B mm-hmm. and uh, what's the re- really fancy one? Scotch and soda. soda. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the, and the, well, I, thank you. <laughs> that's We'll probably get into it, but that's the big difference between what people have now in Springfield and what we had yeah. another choice. You mean years yeah. ago? Fourteen, yeah. Right. I mean, you guys now are a certified group of blue hairs, and I mean, I, I'm a I'm a scant nineteen years old. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's quite the difference. We are each in what you would say early to mid thirties, um, which yeah. is def- definitely older than we used to be. I I'm in. Late pre thirties. <laughs> <laughs> the Mud Lounge was the first non-smoking bar in Springfield oh, wow. long before the city banned smoking in all public buildings. When was which it? I think is another reason we probably went there. Uh-huh. You know, because the place you could go and not have to launder your clothes immediately. Oh after. I would have to step out of like the ballroom. Yeah, every half hour or so, I'd go out on the sidewalk because my eyes were yeah, burning yeah. so badly. I can't badly. tell you how much. Like tears would come out of my eyes while I was sitting in uh, Nathan P. Murphy's, <laughs> trying to watch my art teacher's band rock out. Yeah. Like so much smoke. I think it took very little to be an adult uh-huh. bar. Whenever they opened, it took a, a not wooden, smoking. Yeah, it took yeah. not smoking. It took uh, a few cocktails that were okay. Uh-huh. And like Jason said, Something I felt like I was living in New York City. It was <laughs> they, compared they to the rest of I the bars around town. They were I like a decade ahead of like cr- the craft beer boom too. Like they had good like cool beer that you could not get anywhere else in yeah, town. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like that now. But most of the stuff you can get there, you can get at other places. I feel like that's just how distribution works now. Uh, the Mud Lounge has served food since the beginning. Simple stuff like sandwiches, paninis, chips, that kind of thing. They also have desserts, and Rob used to make a big deal about that. Now, the thing Rob talked about the most, though, was fondue. He was dead set that fondue was going to make a huge comeback in the mid-aughts. Several times, Rob used the phrase, the resurgence of fondue. (laughs) Now, I don't think that ever happened, but uh, the Mud Lounge still serves fondue 17 years later. As far as I know, it's the only place in town that does. Anybody, you know, Dan, any other fondue? That, that's what. Uh, that's the conclusion I came to as well after zero research um, was <laughs> that they are the only place. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was there a dedicated fondue spot downtown at some time in the last 10 to 15 years? Or am I just making this up? I don't know. It seems likely. I, f- I feel like it did exist. I don't. I think he was right about the boom, but... Uh, it was just a very short one. <laughs> yeah, he was off. He didn't didn't consider the bust. <laughs> in August of 2018, Rob and Brian sold to Chris and Nicole Brown some people I know nothing about and didn't have the energy to look up. So they no longer own it. And that's the end of the bio segment. Man, a lot of great memories at the Mud Lounge. Yes, so indeed. many. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm sure there are some not great ones mixed in there too because we went there so yes, much. There's these new owners, and I knew that going in. So all I was doing was looking for differences, you know, Mm -hmm. and on the surface, I got to say zero changes. Wow. Uh, Looked the exact same in there. Probably the exact same furniture. I recall same configuration. 
They even had that same mural in the back where you yeah. where you wait. To oh go yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I've waited many hours waiting to get into the one <laughs> men's room they have there. That I, same they, light fixture that has the lines. Uh huh. The new owner's approach is to change Just nothing. Keep it going. Yeah, and yeah. If that's their goal, they're it, succeeding. If anything, I think the service is better. You know, we we were really well taken care of the other night. It was pretty <laughs> absolutely, yeah. You know, there was there were people there, and it used to be there. You, you could just yeah. wait for thirty minutes and not have anyone come to your table. So I don't recall that. I I mean, I guess when it was crazy busy, that would be the case. But I might have used to. Time. It may be that I used to demand more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was less reasonable when I was younger. That Maybe be it's because it. Jason was the one cooking it up for 30 minutes. Oh, That's yeah. why I didn't remember it. <laughs> How long did you work in the kitchen there, and what was the timeline on that, Jason? Seven months, maybe August of 07 okay. to January or February. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 07. <laughs> Heydays. Wes, you worked for Rob and Brian at the yeah, Mud House for uh-huh. several years, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. I think during that same period that Jason worked there, I was also dating the office manager mm-hmm. <laughs> for Rob and Brian's company. So we got a lot of like not even juicy insider information, <laughs> but just <laughs> insider information. That was a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one time I was there uh, with that uh, girl and we ordered a plate of food. <laughs> Jason sent out a veggie tray that had the word spelled out in tomato <laughs> slices. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's how you know you take your job seriously. The Mud Lounge was pretty fun to work for. It was also one of those things where you realize that there's not really a cool job there's just a job yeah even though you like hanging out somewhere doesn't necessarily mean you want to be there yeah. all the time uh the kitchen manager i'm pretty sure gave himself that title because he was the most senior <laughs> member the only responsibility we didn't share is that he made the kitchen schedule and there were three dudes including him that worked in the kitchen kitchen <laughs> so his our its job wasn't that hard uh, he was also out of the kitchen. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to cut out the word that comes after d-ing there. <laughs> okay. Probably. <laughs> cards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just playing some cards. So how about back of house, you know, front of house, those guys are yeah. taking home hundreds and tips. They tip you out in the back. You guys just... Man, I don't remember. You guys just I get minimum it. wage back there. Yeah. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. So I'd, it's like bad hours work. Yeah. For men wage. $9 <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. Say it again, but say like hard work. Uh, yeah. So your front of house. <laughs> Sorry. Man. Hard isn't really a synonym. Fine. Whatever. Sure. Just keep going. I'll cut it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so we were at the bar last night. We were at JOB and front of house is just, they're working hard. Most of us have worked in the service industry. It's hard work, but some of us get tipped for it. And, you know, I see the folks in the kitchen just pull it all the weight, you know? And did yeah. you feel like, did you resent your bartenders who were, they tip you out or not? I was probably too naive to expect that. Mm. So the answer is yeah. no. <laughs> you know what? I say no tips. I, that, that's <laughs> that's Spring Food Mo's new, no. new uh, stance no. in 2020. And we it don't isn't. want any structural change to how they're paid otherwise. No. <laughs> just no tips. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> accurate. I just read Dan's post about how he wants the minimum wage to go down, actually. <laughs> no minimum wage. No minimum yeah. wage. Yeah, I'm like, if you give them a minimum wage, like, what's to stop them from paying you that? You know, right. just get rid of it. <laughs> 
All right. So I got my first drink ever at the Mud Lounge. Jason bought it. That girl we were talking about, her name's Sarah. Uh, she picked it out and you bought it. This was a month after I turned 21. I wow. walked over a mile <laughs> to have one beer. It was a month <laughs> after you turned 21? Yeah, I was, but maybe two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Mm. Between that and a month. And uh, it was a Frouch Heather Ale, which they had for many years. And uh, I asked if they had it last <laughs> night, and they did not. So I drank water. The <laughs> server was puzzled whenever you asked for it. Yeah, she like was. You were I mean, speaking it wasn't a different language. On the menu. I hadn't looked for yep. it, so it was my mistake. <laughs> but uh, thanks, Jason, for buying me that first beer and ushering in <laughs> over a decade of beer belly for me. <laughs> Did you drink one? You had the one that night and went home? Yes. Wow, that is a responsible 21-year-old. Were you working the next day? I don't, I don't remember <laughs> any of that. But uh, I just... <laughs> that uh, one beer did it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that whole right. night's gone. That's what it is. Oh, they went home and played Nintendo or something. <laughs> I just didn't know how it affected your brain and body, you know? Mm-hmm. You figure that stuff out as you go and yep. it's being safe. Because yep. I'd been through the D.A.R.E. program <laughs> in youth group and many, many years of being trained uh, to believe that it was evil and bad. Yeah. Wait, D.A.R.E. Um, went over alcohol? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are we saying that it's not evil? Because <laughs> why else am I doing I this? I feel pretty <laughs> neutral about it. Okay. Let's get into our trip uh, last night. Um, it was my first outing since I had the thing done to my head. I was very tired, and I did the best that I could. And it did not feel like old times because I <laughs> used to be able to drink alcohol and uh, be merry and have fun. And I was mostly merry. <laughs> but it seems like you guys had a, had, a, had a good long night after I did, after I left. Anyway, let's, we, we tried food. Like We never used to order food I there. Know. I don't know if it was yeah. a fi- financial thing or what. But yeah. um, turns out probably good <laughs> we didn't do that so we got some appetizers let's talk about those appetizers first it's fondue fondue oh yeah I fondue think, yeah. i think your wife ordered fondue that's right and i warned her not to this is the thing i'm so surprised that if he wants a resurgence of fondue don't put it in the microwave oh, yeah no kidding goodness so this is some pretty juicy inside info the curtain's yeah. coming back it's pretty curdy. <laughs> well, we, we had to send it back. I, I don't know if it wasn't microwaved enough or it had just congealed by the time yeah. it got to our table, but we could not really it was not dip dippable. anything into it. Yeah, It was like one big solid glop. Yeah. We had to send it back to the kitchen to nuke it again. As Andy said, we had a great server at our table and she took 50% off of the fondue. Yeah. I think they made us a fresh one too. Did I'm not they? sure. I don't know if they heated up the old one. I think the what they had said that they were was that they were making a, a it, fresh one. It took enough time that yeah. I would believe they that's what they had to have been doing. Mm. Also, I don't know if it would have been health code to just take that and throw it back in the microwave after people had been eating on it. I used or to trying do it. to. <laughs> <laughs> so once it did come back, it was just a big old bowl of melted cheese with a candle underneath Absolutely. and some vegetables. There's got some green peppers, maybe some crackers, chips, broccoli, yeah. broccoli. pieces of bread. Yeah, mm. they were big uh, old chunks of bread. That was nice. Olives, like oh, yeah, j- olives. green olives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a weird cheese dipping choice for I'll, me. I, I mean, I don't like olives. them I'll either take anyway. You, but in the cheese, though? Yeah, that was yeah. the first thing I dipped really? in there. Yeah. That is wild to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I went for it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, had the classic long 
fondue skewers. Yeah. It was I mean, Swiss, right? Skewer. Yeah. I hardly know. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> Swiss <laughs> cheese, correct? Yeah. I believe there's some garlic in there as well. That was kind of the prominent taste beyond the Swiss. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was, it was white wine, Swiss, and garlic fondue, right? Mm. Taste beyond the Swiss, my favorite Ryan Gosling movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're just gonna let that one hang out there. <laughs> Nothing about that worked. Usually, usually I Andy. I thought it was all right. Andy usually gets your pop cultures. I thought I was waiting for oh, him to catch up. Oh, I got it. Oh, That's okay, what makes cool. it all the worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you hey, know. Oh, I, no, I'm not moving on. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I know what I'm doing here. It's the episode eighty. <laughs> A taste beyond the Swiss. You are going to cut okay. out when we had to restart, Sorry. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's already gone. <laughs> so I'm no fondue expert. I know nothing about it, but is it supposed to... Little chunky. Is that well, what you mean? I mean, the problem was it didn't stay warm. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think like probably fondue has some sort of chafing dish that it's served under it, something that, like a heat source, and they had a little tea candle yeah under the candle there, which was for it looks only right yeah nothing. yeah yeah now whatever that is they put under it we did not get a dessert one but they do do like a chocolate one and for whatever reason the candle they put underneath the chocolate one does keep it warm i've had that in a few times in the last two or three years but back to that one i kind of liked the swiss cheese even as it got a little bit more co- coagulated because it was somehow it wasn't like it was fully melted even though it was pretty liquidy so you would get it was almost like mealy mm-hmm. You know, you could get like some very textured uh, bites in there, and I liked that. I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, so I, I didn't hate the fondue or anything. I don't know that I would go out of my way to order it again, but and I also don't think it was probably the most legit fondue. Mm-hmm. I, it's like some approximation. I think it was perfectly fine. I also think I could make something myself at home. You got a microwave so, at home, so yeah. so easily. <laughs> uh-huh. um, with, it it, very, it tasted like something that I I could make, which uh, you know. Yeah, but also it, kudos for being the only place in town that you can get a yeah. quote unquote fondue at. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I like was putting undue attention on it because I knew I was coming on this podcast. <laughs> but, but if uh, you know, if I was Thanks, drinking Dan and Andy, if I, was <laughs> drinking, if I was drinking beers and hanging out with folks and I like order this on the side and I in between sips dipped some bread and the cheese. By yeah, the sure. Complainer. Yeah. yeah. It was gone when we left. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. People ate it up. So uh, we got another appetizer. Wes, I believe that you and uh, your wife ordered some ba- a baby baked brie. That's right. Ooh, yeah. Which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anything like we were expecting. No. Because uh had pecans and maple syrup <laughs> on it. Uh-huh. It, as we found out when we read the menu, it was not maple syrup. It was oh. orange caramel yes. sauce. Is that right? But it, it smelled and tasted exactly of maple syrup maybe with a little orange zest. I didn't yeah. pick that up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that was good. What did you think of good it, Good thing I'm here. Yeah, another like finger food kind of deal, not a meal. Oh, that was cool. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Served actually, with the exact same accoutrement as uh-huh, the uh, uh-huh. fondue. And, and I got it. Yeah. And you know what? We're focusing on the cheese here, but some of the veggies that were left at the end of the night, I wasn't super impressed with. I thought mm. that broccoli was looking a little past its mm. prime. But back to the baked brie, I preferred it to the fondue, actually. I didn't expect it to have that sweetness, yeah. but 
tasted kind of fancy. It was a weird mix with some of those veggies. The first thing I got was a little slice of green pepper, and I ate it with the sweet fun- with the sweet cheese. Like, ooh, boy, yeah. this is odd. You're right. It was pretty much only good on the crackers. It worked from, with the crackers. From my right. perspective. Mm-hmm. There are two kinds of crackers. They're like butter crackers and something more like something that wasn't as uh, rich. Yeah. Green yeah. olive tasted pretty good in it. <laughs> Jeez. That's disgusting. That's so <laughs> gross. That is very off-putting. I got an appetizer, although I got it as a side to my sandwich, but I'll throw it in with the appetizer section. I got the hummus, and it was fine. Hummus is so easy to make and so hard to screw up. You're almost bound to get good-tasting hummus. Personal preference, I would want it to be a little oilier, a little more olive oil in there, and a little stronger with garlic. But other than that, it was good hummus. I think maybe there might have been some roasted red pepper in it. Mm. It had a red hue to it. <laughs> That's it. Cool. <laughs> All right. Tuesday. Oh, and 10 years ago or whatever, there was a lady who made the hummus and brought it in. Was it that way at the mud house? Or did I you guys make so. it there? Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah. And now they make it in house. They make it at the mud lounge. Oh, red hue. It's like when that actor from Notting Hill became a communist. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> a Swiss <Okay>. beyond <laughs> the ponds, folks. I didn't even get it right that time. My confidence, my confidence is soaring with each joke that, that bombs and feeling better about myself. It's not going to bomb on the playback, I guarantee it. Does our podcast hosting uh, service allow us to see when listeners turn off the podcast and unsubscribe? No, you, have to, you have to pay them to not let you see that. <laughs> yeah, we might want to jump up to that, to that level. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to the paninis. I think three out of four of us got paninis. Dan, why don't you go ahead and start? Well, the panini I wanted was not available any longer whenever I ordered it because Mr. Jason Crow got the very last one that they had. I wanted the portobello panini, which he'll get into here. I made sure she put extra portobellos on mine. (laughs) Whatever portobellos you got left in the kitchen, put them all on there. there. You know, it's a new year. I was trying to go a little meatless. As astute listeners know, I'm now keto. Um, So anything that I have said that I've eaten so far, just that's keto. And uh, feel free to follow along with me. I ended up going with the Italian stallion. So uh, the one with the most meat on it, both chicken breast and prosciutto, as well as a kale pesto, mozzarella, red peppers, mayo, tomato, and lettuce. This was pretty good. I, you know, it, it wasn't fantastic. The, the chicken breast was very juicy, which is great. Uh, the prosciutto was a little salty for me, and the pesto was... Nice and pestoey, <laughs> in my <laughs> estimation. <laughs> the name of that sandwich is not appetizing, and it's not even that apt. I don't think. Like, I, I guess pesto and prosciutto are both Italian, but it's a chicken sandwich mm-hmm. with just one piece of prosciutto on it. I it, I, I would think it would be like an Italian sub. Yeah, toppings. should have some horse meat. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, other than that, I didn't think the panini as a whole was particularly sauced well enough. Panini is kind of a dry sandwich, uh, typically pretty crunchy. I need a lot of sauce on there. I remarked last night that I wish that they had a panini with a dollop of 
the fondue on it. I mm. think that would be a really great addition to the paninis. But uh, yeah, it, it was okay. It certainly wasn't worth $9. Um, but also, I would probably not order a panini if I was just hanging out at the mud lounge. And yeah. I think I think this year going forward, I want to do better at ordering things that fit the setting better. Mm. I, I, I don't want to help these restaurants like shoot themselves in the foot by ordering something, even though, you know, they offer it. So it should be pretty good. But uh, we covered half their food menu. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we, we did cover a lot. But uh, yeah, what, do you, yeah. What, what, what would you put in that category for the Mud Lounge then? The dips and the uh, cheese okay. plate, which yeah. I guess, you know, I tried two different dips and they were both all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think next time I would probably go for the cheese plate or maybe that dessert fondue. That sounded really yeah, good. I, I wish we would have done that. that last night. I'll talk about that a little bit towards the end. But yeah, yeah, that was my panini. What, what about who, who else had a panini? Uh, the portobello mushroom panini was very oh, good. Oh, yes, Dan. that's right. Okay, okay. <laughs> portobello melt panini. $9, according to the menu that I took a picture of. Uh, grilled portobello mushrooms, bell peppers, melted pepper jack cheese, and a sweet and tingy oriental sesame dressing. Hmm. Uh, I didn't notice this last night, but it says the portobello melt is one of our best-selling paninis. Yeah. Huh. Wow, I bet. I would have gotten that had I not already known that we had two vegetarians ordering. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to vary it up. That's the one that definitely sounded the best to me. What would you think? It was good. It was a little dry. That sesame dressing could have used a little more of that on there. And the bell peppers were a little too crunchy. They could have been sautéed or grilled or whatever they can do back in that 10-inch by 10-inch kitchen. (laughs) The bread was fine. It's Again, it's not that hard to put things onto a piece of bread and then put another piece of bread on it. I don't know. That's one thing we say all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. I'm kind of at odds with you, though, Dan. I I feel like they should go more into the paninis. Wes and I and our wives ended the night next door at J-O-B or a couple doors down, I guess. And they're doing what I guess you can call elevated bar food. Oh, they rule. Their food's so good. Sliders. They have fries. The fries were the only things that I ate. And they're putting salt and brown sugar on the Uh fries. Doesn't really work for me. Oh. It was good, but it wasn't great. But I feel like they're doing something. They're they're trying something. Mm. Whereas the mud lounge with the fondue and whatever else in a microwave, it's kind of this faux fancy menu. I feel like they should scale it down and use the size of their kitchen to their advantage. They already they already have that sandwich board. They could get a fryer in there, you know, mm. the panini press. I feel like they should go more simple. Now, here's what I would say. If I were there with just my girlfriend or maybe a smaller group, I would have dipped that panini into oh, the fondue. Yeah, I think yeah. that would That's have a great improved idea. the experience across well, the board on every item. You can order it with soup of the day, Ooh. as I did. And you better believe I dipped it. I mm-hmm. got tomato soup. It was a pretty chunky for tomato soup. It I was like not that. smooth at all, and I really liked it. Now, there, wasn't, there weren't huge chunks of tomato in there. But there was enough that whenever you dipped it, you could like see the texture, see stuff that was given at the texture. You get some tomato skin, stuff like that. It was good. It was a good, uh, good tomato soup. Not not my favorite in town or anything. It's a place right up there, uh, up Jefferson, that I like their tomato soup quite a bit better. They haven't paid us to say anything (laughs) about them today, so I'm not going to mention which place it is. (laughs) But uh, it was a fine tomato soup. Enjoyed it. I got to say, this panini is 
probably the worst thing I've eaten for this show. The Whoa, one I got the, no I got the Big Bird wow. Panini, which is turkey smoked Gouda. Uh, it says on there avocado, um, bacon, and lettuce and tomato. First of all, let me just start with this bread. Uh, not buttered. Mm. Hard as a rock. Maybe not quite as hard as a rock because my teeth were indeed able to chew it. But Dan, we discussed having a little bit of a Captain Crunch syndrome going on. It's oh like yeah, roof of the mouth. Definitely cut it up. up my mouth. This is a sandwich we're talking about doing this. This would still happen when I dipped it in the soup. It's this, thick bread too. It makes yeah. up the majority of the sandwich. Oh, yeah, the slices of meat, which uh, the meat was just about ready to be thrown in the trash. Like it's deli meat. <laughs> it's like razor thin. The first thing you did when you got it was you you took it apart. Or yeah, you, you took the top piece off and. Uh, the bacon and looked at it and boy i feel like that more than tasting it that kind of revealed the quality of that yeah. sandwich because it didn't look very appealing the turkey was it was barely there it was so thin first of all and it had no flavor when i tasted it on its own because i ate the first half of the sandwich and usually i take half of everything home yeah and uh, i just like took a bite of each component individually it's like oh there's a reason this doesn't t- it has no taste but uh the bacon was horrendous. It's the worst bacon I've had in my memory. I may have had worse bacon. That's, that's it was rough. cooked about half the level that it should have been. You know, oh there's no crispiness to it at all. If you'd have told me that you, what do you, how long do you cook bacon? Like 10 or 15 minutes? That's, if it's 15 or 10 or 15 minutes, I would say they took it off about halfway through. What was the temperature of the bacon? Lukewarm. Mm. Everything was room temp. I'm it, wondering, I, I don't remember how the bacon was made. Oh, they're not cooking it there. Well, I that's what I'm wondering. It's like if it, yeah, if packaged. it's brought in. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. yeah, Jason. In my memory, that sandwich, and I may have never had it, but I kind of remember the Big Bird being a good sandwich, and yeah. that's through the mist of nostalgia. But yeah, what do you what do you remember about that sandwich? Um, I can't speak to the quality of it back then, but it seemed to be a popular sandwich for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was no tomato on it. Don't know where that was. I actually don't know if there was tomato on mine yeah. either, and it did describe it as coming with lettuce and tomato. No, there was no tomato on my sandwich. Uh, bacon was absolutely awful. Garbage bacon. Was there avocado? There was, but it was like overripe, and it would smear. There was like maybe a millimeter smeared uh, mm. on the bun, just the top bun, and you could not taste it. You could not taste it, and it was obviously way too dark a shade wow. of green. This was an awful sandwich. That's wild. You hid your disdain pretty well. Did I? I? Well, you know, you're going through something anyway, so it didn't seem like you were the (laughs) most excited about the food, but you you certainly did. Pine glasses. It was (laughs) your usual four. I just couldn't believe that's what I was eating. It was so awful. Now, I mean. I never order food there anyway, unless it's like the dessert at book club or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, RIP me going to that book club, but that's a whole other thing. Wow. Let's talk about the dessert. Now, the, just since we're here and I want to end on a positive note, uh, several times I've tried the uh, chocolate mm. chip fondue. Ooh. And now, you know how with the other fondues, they melt a bunch of cheese in a pot? This, they just take a big old thing of chocolate chips and melt those down. Sure. Yeah. And all they right. have all these like sweet cookies and stuff that you put in there, and that is fantastic. Ooh. And pretzels. It's a stout chocolate stout fondue. Oh, really? Isn't so it? there's probably some beer. Oh, in there too. So, yeah. Man. There's just yeah. yeah. That absolutely that. rules. Mm-hmm. And it's totally unique as far as things you can get in Springfield. 
I mean, I've ordered that with several people. You get like the split with four, and I've done it where you split with like eight, and there's so much that you leave just like stuffed. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, Man, we should have gotten that. It's so, so good. Mar- and, marshmallows? Do marshmallows yes, come with that? There's there? some marshmallows nice. there. If, I wish I'd have been able to, uh, wish we'd ordered it so I could just run down all the different things in there. But they got these little shortbread cookies that you skewer in there and just cover them in the chocolate. Oh, man. Ooh. So that's awesome. There's stuff here that I like that yeah, is sure. food and not beer. And well, we can talk about the beer. Well, here's a I question. guess we did a little bit. Yeah. Are we doing this place a disservice by talking about the food so much? Should we be talking about the cocktails? Sure. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to rate it for what it exists to do, which is not necessarily to feed you, but it's to mm. uh, give you a cool place to imbibe beverages. And yeah. I got a coffee alcohol, the seemingly the whole gimmick uh-huh. of the place or what it was founded to be. Yeah. Uh, I got the Devil's White Mocha with mm-hmm. some white chocolate liqueur and some of the Mudhouse coffee and some whipped cream on top, and I thought it was delicious. I think it we was, passed that one around, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, good. it was just like yeah. a super sweet hot chocolate, but it wasn't so sweet that I couldn't drink the whole thing. Uh-huh. I couldn't have two in a row, certainly, yeah. but... I, I really loved it. As far as something like that goes, my girlfriend goes to the mud lounge a lot. Please do not dox her, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets the hot toddy a lot up there, so their hot alcohol drinks are are great. I wanted to get a mold wine last night because oh, nice. they had it as a part of their holiday drink menu. But uh, you mold it over. Uh, I think they do succeed <laughs> in that area. Just pass it <laughs> yeah, by. good, good. You know what I thought when Dan said you want a sip of this, and I took some. What? I thought that's fun. yeah well i started it was a lot of fun i tried to get the funnest sounding thing Uh in like the hot and naturally the devil is fun the devil is fun (laughs) yeah sorry i stepped is that what that tattoo is all about (laughs) (laughs) the tattoos on your forearm make more sense now okay yeah (laughs) it says hail kalua uh what'd you get to drink jason did we get into wes's food we uh, the baked brie, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all you got. Yeah, I thought uh-huh. you got a sandwich. I didn't get okay. a sandwich. What'd yeah. you drink? Uh, I drink an old fashioned, mm. and it was good. Better. I don't have much to say about it. You like those better than the new those new fashions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What'd you get, Wes? <laughs> uh, you know when they like sent that guy to space and uh-huh. he saw the blue marble for the first time and he said they should have sent a poet. In the movie Contact, is that, is that what you're talking oh, I thought about? that was in Apollo. I thought that was in real life. Nope, it's not. <laughs> anyway, it's not documentary Contact. Whenever I Matthew McConaughey got sent to outer space, <laughs> they should have sent a poet. I don't. I feel unqualified to comment on these cocktails. Oh, and, uh, so I had the Irish cognitive. This shows how much, how indelibly, the mud lounge like impressed itself upon my young brain with what was cool because I couldn't tell you what was on the big boat, but like, I remember that sandwich being cool. Mm-hmm. I remember the name Irish cognitive. Yeah. Like a cool thing that actually has coffee and booze like that stuck with me. So I ordered that, which is, I think another one of their kind of signature mm-hmm. coffee booze drinks. And it was an iced drink and it was Jameson. There's some cream espresso. There's espresso. Well, there's cold brew and Jameson and Bay. I think it's mostly cold oh, brew, yeah, yeah. Jameson and Bailey's. And that sounds um, great. It tasted, yeah, it tasted like a like Christmas morning. It's a lot of fun. Nice. I kind of yeah. wish I had got a hot spiked coffee. I enjoyed that a little bit more. But you know, once again, not quite hot enough. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's right. A hotter. You 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 two both got uh, one of my favorite brews in town. After that, mm-hmm. followed up with a little gravel bar. Ooh, 
Yep. Love that. That was good. Yeah, Very good. Tangy IPA. I like not it. overly tangy. I like their beer list. Those guys yeah. have a, yeah. you know, that was another thing, another way they like staked out their territories. Oh, they had a long beer list and you could drink beer from Montana. So yeah, that gravel bar. I like that a lot. Very um, good. My wife got a dirty martini, I believe. Is that right? Uh-huh. With an extra olive. Another green olive for you, Dan. <laughs> she said to have, make it extra dirty, too. My husband's here. <laughs> yep. Make it nasty. That's how, <laughs> of that is true. She did order it extra dirty. Yeah, she did. Uh, and it was very good. I don't know much about martinis or cocktails in general, but... It was a vodka martini. Yeah. I had a whiskey drink. She had a vodka drink. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh my. Wes, your Maybe. wife, who should probably be here speaking for I herself, tr- since I she's tried. so eloquent. Yeah, you, you saw her hold forth. And yes. I should have had a tape recorder because she <laughs> spent about five minutes telling us the, the highs and lows of her cocktail. Uh-huh. Um, she also said she went up to the bar and told the bartender exactly the kind of beer that she liked, and the bartender successfully found the beer yeah. on the menu uh-huh. that would most appeal to her, yeah. which is a skill. That scores points. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, so yeah. that's cool. All right. Anything else we need to talk about before we move on to rating this can't, place? I can't let it go unsaid that uh, this place has one of my favorite patios in town. Patio, oh, patio, oh. Sipping ice cold brews on the patio. Patio, oh, patio, oh. Sitting in the sun out on the patio. Oh, I think it's yeah. got one of the best patios. Yep. I love the uh, just uh, park style benches out there and a lovely privacy fence and nice lighting above i i love that patio i've spent so much time out there it is fun i also like the back behind the patio you can like jump down dumpsters like you're in a video game mm-hmm. to get over to best of luck or whatever's <laughs> on the other side yep. uh, that's fun it yeah. feels like you're i don't know a mario or something yeah, agreed on the patio they need maybe another bathroom or two mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. yeah right? comments comments on the ambiance does yeah, it still work for you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. great. Cool. Yeah. If anything, there's more light in there than there used to be, uh-huh. and I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we, I know we touched on the service too, but you know, I knew no one in there, which mm. um, odd. Yeah, well, yes, it felt a little odd, but it shouldn't. I, it, I just felt like it was the exact same with everyone in there being a decade younger yeah, and me being right. a decade older. But this, like the service, our server, she was cool. I switched my order, and then it took like 14 minutes to order, and then we made bad jokes, and she pretended to be down with them. <laughs> the, and she, yeah. she didn't Everyone she who ordered a drink switched their order after <laughs> you did. I felt so bad for her. So, yeah, uh, but I've just, I just feel like being there kind of still works. It's like a time machine, yeah. Yeah. almost, yeah. It used to be like going to Cheers in there. I felt like you'd always know somebody. There's always somebody to say hi to. Now, I'm not a person who just goes to the bar to hang out, but whenever we would go or I'd meet somebody there, you were going to see somebody else you knew, and I kind of missed that. I don't really have any place like that anymore, unless I go to a place one of my friends owns, but that's yeah. a little different. <laughs> I, I miss it, but at this point in my life, I don't really want that anymore. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Well, all right. Let's rate the Mud Lounge. How many uh, dirty water bars <laughs> out of five would you all rate the Mud Lounge? Wes, let's start with you. Out of five. Hmm. Well, the fact that Rob and Brian no longer own it uh-huh. should make it easier. Should, I should be more objective about it. I'm not slandering folks who 
gave me a job <laughs> 10 years ago. I'll slander all the folks who have given me a job. <laughs> Just give me a chance. <laughs> Did you have a good working relationship with them, Wes? Yeah. When we review Dress Barn, you can do that, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to... One time at the coffee shop, I was chatting with Brian about scotch. And then every time I would go in there after that uh, at the lounge, if he happened behind the bar, he'd pull some nice scotch down and be like, taste this. So that every time I worked with him at the coffee shop, I'd be like, oh, you know, I heard that. Uh, you know, what about Lafroy? <laughs> like, how is that? Like, I would just, I kind of trumped up my interest in scotch to get him to give me free pours of scotch when I was at the bar. Yeah. And I think those guys, maybe this is crazy, but I think they're responsible for some of the regeneration of downtown like oh, the, sure. the mud house yeah, the mud lounge yeah. gaileys yeah. yeah and they mm-hmm. did they start gaileys yes they did wow yeah. weren't you listening to the intro uh, i was fiddling <laughs> they, my thumbs they restarted <laughs> it and they used the name from a place that was there before but they essentially just started a new yeah. i mean what made downtown welcome or a destination before those places maybe somebody older than me can answer that question but i can't so i mean downtown was the only place to go largely because of those places Mm -hmm. Uh well a lot of those articles when i was doing the research about the mud lounge a lot of like the premise of the articles that rob and brian or mostly rob would be quoted in would be like you know downtown really isn't so bad would be (laughs) like the idea of the article yeah um and i don't think you see that anymore i think people are pretty uh-huh. much on board the downtown is a relatively safe place to go and it's really fun my you mother-in-law know, does not agree everybody. with either of those <laughs> you know I, I, a lot of people in my life are even come around commercial street too, yeah right you know yeah maybe that's an easier sell than downtown because there's no like dark corners on commercial you just one street and you can see it's all nice but anyway mm-hmm. uh, what was your rating uh i'm gonna say what worked in 2003 in the kitchen probably doesn't work anymore. Maybe that quality slipped a lot. So the food is not the reason to go. Drinks are great. Atmosphere is great. Uh, Three and a half. Uh, 3.75. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Throw a little nostalgia and extra points for that. Yeah. Three and three quarters, baby. Jason. Uh, I'll agree with Wes that what worked... 15 or however many years ago it doesn't work now i'm not sure it's the quality has changed maybe maybe it has slipped slipped a little i just think the food culture has changed in the last decade springfield's also changed in the last decade there are are way more places to go that offer the same thing that the mud lounge used to offer and continues to offer in these places dan and andy can speak about this more than i can but probably are doing these things as well if not better food wise yeah sure yeah drink wise no no i i don't i don't think there's a place with a more adventurous bar like beer selection even though it is not as adventurous as it used to be this Mm -hmm. is that's there's still like i don't know 30 40 percent of stuff on the menu you can't get anywhere else as far as i know okay yeah i think i'm gonna give it i want to give it a three i'll i like what wes says about nostalgia I'll bump it up to a 3.25. <laughs> I, I do think, I mean, a lot of it does work. I think their menu needs a big change. I won't go over that again, though. <laughs> Damn. 3.25. Um, I'm right in line with both of you guys. I think I'm going to go 3.5 for similar reasons. I don't have the same history as you three do, um, just because I haven't had as much history as you uh, <laughs> geriatric men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I love the Mud Lounge. I'll continue patronizing there. I probably won't go after one of their paninis again. But uh, you know, no, no. If I if I get a hankering up there, sometimes a, a big part of it is too. 
There is so much great food close uh-huh. to the Mud Lounge. You can go literally right next door and get a Chicago Something cheese steak. that we'll talk about sometime very soon. <laughs> yeah, 3.5. 3.5, like, like the Mud Lounge. I'm so surprised that you two rated it so low. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Uh, you think the nostalgia would have been a bigger factor? I think it's a huge factor. Mm. At, least, at least it is for me. Mm-hmm. I love the beer selection. It's a place I go to drink beer. It's not a place that I go to eat food. Mm-hmm. As far as places to drink beer in this city, it's one of my favorites. It's pretty low light. Um, it depends on when you go, but most of the time you can find a spot where you can hear the person across from you. It's usually a place I go with one other person. At least that's the way it's been uh, in the last few years. If you take out book club from the equation, in which case it's at a round table, and I can't hear anything because I can't <laughs> hear in one ear, and when you're in a round table, it's a nightmare situation for me. But anyway, one person, you just sit there, have your drink. Uh, love being there. Love being in there. Brick wall on each side. They got a nice, long, really well-kept mm-hmm. wood bar. It's yep. just a very beautiful, mm-hmm. huge bar. They got all the drinks displayed back behind. You know, they got the little area in the back. It's real cozy. They got fluffy chairs to sit in. <laughs> Those can be a little awkward. Yeah, I only sit at the tables, really. You know, <laughs> you just I like do look prefer, at the chairs. Yeah, I like that they're there. <laughs> yeah. I like the high tops, like the high top tables there across from the bar. Those are my favorites. When yeah, you're there, you know, with one other person. Yep. And look, this is garbage food. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a four point five out of five. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love the Mud Lounge. I really do. Wow. And like I said, the fondue is a big thing too. Like they have they have one like fantastic food item there that's worth getting. And the fondue? The dessert the fondue. Dessert fondue. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's next time. No, so, I'm, uh, going for it. I'm sorry guys uh aren't up there on that level with me. But uh <laughs> I still love it, but then again, I still live here. So. <laughs> no one hated the food as much as you. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I straight up garbage. Worst food I've had for the show. Yeah, Four point five stars. I love that ninety percent. Smashing the food. Four and a half. Four the mud, crazy. The mud any beer on the menu. The mud so. lounge. More like the dud lounge. No, not true. All right. So a taste beyond the Swiss, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was that was growing on me. Uh, yeah, thanks for saying that. Thanks for saving me. You know, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, guys, I know we have another segment planned today, but I have got to run. I've I've got some errands to run on this lovely Saturday afternoon. But it's what been are you doing, Dan? What are you guys. up to? I, I really can't disclose that. Um, He's going to the dumpster behind the mud lounge. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He already left. <laughs> See you, Dan. Well, that was unexpected. Uh, uh, a little rude. A little rude. Plans Absolutely. he has going yeah. on today. Weird. What's this? What is ha- what's happening right now? I don't see where that sound is coming from. Is that somebody's ringtone? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I got that ghost ringtone. <laughs> no. Oh, it, it's me, the ghost of the Hammond's Tower. Oh, oh. no! Yes. Man, I was not wanting to run into this. I flipped on a banana peel, and now you I flipped. hate all food. <laughs> you flipped on a banana peel. I flipped on one. <laughs> why Why are you talking about my voice? <laughs> oh, that was a speech impediment. Okay. What? What? Uh, what? You. what? What year was it that you... 1979. I flipped like, on a banana 2018. <laughs> Are you all spooked? Yes, I'm so spooked. Slightly. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have so a spooky. long tail? <laughs> it, it's all a part of the plan. <laughs> was the was the banana slip part of the what plan? Do you take, what are you taking oh. off your head? No. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Whoa, hi. It's me. There's nothing to be scared of. <laughs> hey, uh, hi. Oh. It's me. Don't you recognize me? No. Uh, you're a little familiar. Help. A little. Come on. Guys, I'm from the show. Uh, the, the show that everybody likes. Uh, Friends. No. <laughs> is it a spooky show? Well, first of all, this show is a spooky show. The show that you're on right now. You're on my show, Prank Encounters. Oh, you just got pranked. man. Encounters. I'm getting mad at Rezzo. It's the Stranger uh, Things. It's Stranger it's Things. It's Stranger Things oh. kid. And man, yeah. he looks cute still. He still looks really yeah. cute. Gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things. Yeah. And we just got Hi, punked. Can, Jake. Can I just confirm Gaten. that Wes thinks it's... <laughs> Sorry, Gaten. <laughs> so, uh, what's up, guys? You Wait, just got pranked on my pranking show. Wow. Uh, pranking counters you, with Gaten Matarazzo. You, you know? really got us. Wait, is there, Thank you. Is there really a dude that slipped on a banana peel and fell from the Hammond's no, Tower? Oh, silly. Oh. So Dan You're on my was, pranking Dan show. Dan was pranking in on the counters. prank? Dan was in on the prank because he well, told us that story up top. So here's the thing. My boss, Ted Sarandos, <laughs> he um, has been looking to get the word out about my show Prank Encounters with Gaten Matarazzo from Strangers Things. So Dan <laughs> sold this as a sponsored content time to oh, me, Gaten Matarazzo. Wow. I haven't seen any more money in our bank account. So Dan's doing I, it dirty. I think, <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Ted made the check straight out to Dan. <laughs> oh. Uh, but he said that's how it normally goes. Industries Inc. <laughs> I heard that your show mostly offers people jobs and then retracts those job offers and yeah, that's the for prank. Sure. That doesn't wow. sound very funny, I gotta no, say. No, 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 like it's great. They think that folk. they're getting jobs and gainful <laughs> employment and since the economy's booming right now, that's like a normal thing for people and they really love it and are excited and then they get pranked by me getting Mayorazzo <laughs> from uh, Stranger Things. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd come here and tell you guys a little bit about my show, Prank Encounters, Gaten Matarazzo, Stranger Things. <laughs> is this a real show? <laughs> is it called Prank Encounters with Gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things? No, silly. I'm Gaten Matarazzo <laughs> from Stranger Things. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the show's called Prank Encounters. It stars me. Now, it's not like a scare tactic type show, although we do scare people a lot. Well, you're just dressed up as a ghost. No, well, in that show, you see uh, Tracy Morgan or Shannon Doherty, who, whichever generation you're From watching. American Pie. They film all their parts <laughs> all at once in a studio and just talk about the uh, scare tactic thing. This is more of a punked scenario where oh. I'm involved in the prank encounters with me, Gaten Matarazzo. That's why I was dressed up as the uh, 1979 ghost of the banana tower so you slip. you put a mask on every time? So that is every reveal you just taking off a well, mask? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, it's a lot of varying degrees of masks, makeups, <laughs> and effects. Um uh, I've kind of wielded the VFX and makeup department of uh, Stranger Things jobs over their head in order to uh, uh, get some free makeup work for these uh, prank encounters with oh, me, Gaten Matarazzo so from Stranger you're Things. You're threatening the jobs of others? You're not just offering <laughs> fake jobs and then taking them back? You're actually threatening <laughs> real jobs? You know, what jobs real or fake anyway <laughs> these days? So since you, since you brought up punk and you kind of explained it that way, would you say the celebrities are the Ashton Kutcher to your deck, Shepard? Well, we don't exactly have celebrities on prank encounters with Gatton Matarazzo. From Strangers Things? From Strangers Things. <laughs> I actually got into pranking by pranking my many celebrity friends, though, on the uh, set of Stranger Things. All right. Um, you're, you're a regular George Clooney over there. Yeah, that, I've heard that. I don't know who that is, but um, <laughs> that actually does sound pretty cool. My best friend is Finn Wolfhard from Calpurnia, and uh, 
I've pranked him a bunch of times. Uh, I pranked all the people. Winona Ryder, uh, Finn Wolfhard from Calpurnia, Millie Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, Did Hellboy, <laughs> the other two kids on the show. <laughs> Did you give her Drake's number? <laughs> hey, I, I didn't come to talk about Millie Bobby Brown hanging out with Drake, and I, I think that talk oh. comes up too much on your show. Oh. As it <laughs> I forgot it's Dan who did that. That's right. Okay. Um. I had to Google Finn Wolfhard just now. <laughs> How'd you, why'd you have to Google him? He's in the best band of all time, freaking Calpurnia. you tell me you haven't heard... Oh, Calpurnia? I've, I've, heard, I, I've heard of Calpurnia, but not Finn Wolfhard. Oh, okay. Well, he's in that oh, band. okay. But yeah, yeah, I just kind of got into pranking then, and... uh. Well, I tell, tell us about some with, of the pranks. Oh, yeah. thank you, some Andy. Classic You're pranks. Yeah. Uh, I broke into Winona Ryder's home while she was running errands and uh, had the effects crew make her walls bleed. So uh, she was so scared that she sobbed and did eventually have to move out because uh, post traumatic stress disorder Isn't that, that was oncoming. Just in the show? Isn't that part of the show? Yeah, but she never thought it would bleed into <laughs> her home life. <laughs> Pun intended. I uh, haunted the set of Hellboy, of course, uh-huh. with my good friend Dave. Harbor. That's why that movie turned out like garbage. Um, I willarded Millie Bobby Brown. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean you infested her house with rats? Well, yes, I commanded my army of rats to oh, do so. No. Uh, uh, they've they've been continuing to torment her for the last <laughs> few years. Or she so. hasn't moved out. Yeah, she and she just can't grow hair because of all the stress. <laughs> it, it's not the character thing. Uh, I broke up Calpurnia by convincing them that their drummer has had a secret affair with their bassist spouse. So that was a that was an early prank encounter. <laughs> not as scary as some of my other ones, hmm. but still equally effective. <laughs> Is that prank ongoing still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> okay. They're not getting back together anytime <laughs> soon. Not after what I told them. <laughs> uh, the bass, it, it was a bass player, right? And his spouse or her spouse, are they still together? The spouse of the bass player ended up with the drummer or so they all thought from my elaborate story. And uh, I sort of deep fake videoed them. So uh, what about the bass player and his spouse? Did they were... Are, are, because he thinks his wife cheated on him. Honestly, we're getting into too many questions on this whole Calpurnia <laughs> breakup thing. There's right. still some legal action pending there. Um, I did have the OA canceled as a pretty big Wait, prank what? encounter. Yeah, the OA. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. Who um, was that prank on? Oh, uh, that was on uh, uh, the whole cast and crew. Finn apparently. really loved the show, uh, so I a had it. friend of ours that we talked about <laughs> earlier who worked on that show. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry to Thanks them, a but lot. I, I guess that they've been prank encountered by me getting Matarazzo from Strangers Things. <laughs> Um, Do you have yeah. a catchphrase like you got punked, like something like that? Um, it's it's like that. It's actually uh, uh, don't worry, guys. You're on my prank encounters show, <laughs> prank encounters with me, Gaten Matarazzo <laughs> from Strangers Things. It's a mouthful, Gaten. I I got an ethical question to ask. Yeah, of in, course. In your mind, what's the difference between a prank and extreme cruelty? Oh man, I guess I never really thought about that. I, <laughs> I, mean, I think I toe the line as the uh, courts would agree. They have certainly uh, classified some of my prank encounters as extreme cruelty. And um, uh, the actual television show prank encounters, yes, I, I must admit, is 
a attempt on Ted's part to make up for the massive payout that he's had to make uh, to the casting crew of Strangers Things uh, because I've really tormented them day to night <laughs> with uh, with my prank encounters. Uh, but hey, you know, I got my own show out of it, and that's that's what mommy wanted. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the courts, are you being tried as a minor? Did I chip rocks and stuff? What are you talking about? How old are you? Oh. I'm 16, but I'm a celebrity, so... Oh, I guess that means you can't participate in our next segment, unfortunately. Oh, what? what's the next segment? Uh, aren't you... Uh, you guys have something planned. Wes and Jason brought in a segment yeah. for us, right? Yeah. We got some booze. Oh. Well, yeah, let's go and get, in, get into that well, then. he's 16, but he's a Hollywood 16. So yeah, I'm a Hollywood 16. So, like, that's that's totally 19? true. That's old enough, sure. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've had guests bring in their own segment before, Dan. This is unprecedented. So why don't you lay out the uh, premise? Dan's not here. It's me, Gaten. Gaten Matarazzo. <laughs> That's right. Dan's getting groceries I meant, or something. I'm sorry I shortened your name, Gaten. <laughs> That's what I was doing. You called me Ten. Gaten. Got it. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there was no break. We didn't pause or anything. No, yeah. why would we? Uh, so why don't you guys lay out what this segment is. Jason, you just spent some time preparing it. So why don't you tell us the premise here? <laughs> is there? Has I thought we were going to talk about it for a minute before yeah, we started just recording Yeah, just tell us the premise. I have five cheap beers, and you guys have to guess which is which, and Wes suggests you guys rate them all. Okay. Best to worst. This is going to be similar to our friends, a, a podcast from Springfield, where they try beers and rate them how many pegs above or below PBR. Love that show. Oh. It's so much fun. Love that yeah. show. Fun. What show so, is that? Uh, it's a, another podcast from Springfield. <laughs> a podcast from Springfield. <laughs> Tell me off, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it's what it's called. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Podcast oh. from Springfield. Oh, okay. Cool. I love it. They're really great dudes. So do we get to do we get the five options or we just yes. cold No, 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 no. I'm okay. going to give you the five options. I mean, Gaten is salivating. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Now, you said cheap, so what are we talking like? $100, $99? Lower. Okay. So somewhere in like the $75 range. Okay, okay. cool. No, this is like unventured territory for what's, me. This is super chill. What's Do, the name of this? Have you had beer before? Uh, don't tell my mom, but <laughs> yeah, I've had a few brewskies. <laughs> like A&W? IVC, no. Bart's? My friend Finn Wolfhard's favorite beer, O'Doul's. Oh, <laughs> he got okay. me onto it, and we get uh, very drunk on it. <laughs> 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 He's belligerent and violent. <laughs> that reminds me of a Mudline story. Once we were there with our friend Scott, and Scott's like, "I'll buy you any beer," and you poured it out. And you went that one, <laughs> and the bartender went, "Are you sure?" And it was a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> Jason, this, this is a story about Jason. <laughs> What's the name good. of the segment? Do we know? Uh, we're workshopping it. Beer thirty. Jet Purity. Yeah. Cape Beer. Ooh. That one's good. Well, you guys are going to be doing it every show <laughs> for going forward, so I think you should get to choose. Whatever works best for this for this okay. great theme song uh-huh. you're going to write. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Cape Beer 30, sure. Cape, 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 Cape Beer 30. 30. Cape Beer 30. You like to drink a toasted Batman? Superman and the Human Torch. Cape Beer. 30. 30. 
Beer. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, wow. let's, let's pass the first one around, I All guess. All right, hang Jason. on, hang on. Let me tell you your choices. All right. We have P- PBR. Okay. PPBR? PPBR. It's cheaper than PBR. Uh-huh. That like Ruth Chris? <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Yes. <laughs> That's a tough Chris. one. That's like, a tough one for you, like, Kate. <laughs> yeah. It's somebody else's Paps Blue Ribbon. Okay. PBR. Natty Light. Oh, that's where my head hurts. It's 45 <laughs> minutes past medicine time. That's what's up. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You want to pause? No. Oh, you're about to get some medicine, buddy. Oh. PBR. Natty Light. Bush. Bud Light. And living the high life, boys. Yeah. MHL. High life is the gold standard of cheap beer, I think. All right. All right, let's do this. Uh, Gaten, why don't you choose at random, take a sip, and uh, pass it around. Cheap beer number one, Bud Light. Uh, I'm going to grab the first one here that I'm seeing. That is translucent. I, you know what? I didn't notice until I put all of these together on the table. They look like they might as well be the same, right? No. I no? So. Not, no, I don't think so. Some of them are much dark. One of them is much more amber colored than the rest. Different yeah. shades of beige, I yeah. would say. Gaten, what what'd you think? That's pretty good, dude. <laughs> Wes? Uh, that's the O'Doul's for sure. <laughs> that tastes like almost nothing. Okay. Is that Bud Light? Are we guessing as we go? Or it's up you to you. Guess to as us. you go or, or wait. Yeah, let's just guess as we go okay. and then we can go back. I think one's Bud Light. I'm what? guessing PBR on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback in Bud Light. That's a cool. light beer. All yeah. right. Gaten, choose again. All right. Next up. Number two. Pabst Blue Ribbon. That one looks a little darker, right? That's the one yeah. that's got some color. Caton's taking his shirt off and sitting on the floor now. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a diaper for some reason. <laughs> hey, this stuff's pretty cool, guys. <laughs> I don't normally get in ni- diaper mode off my old duel. <laughs> Wes, thoughts on this one? Got a little more going on. I like that one better. That's not nearly as loud. I'm going to go Bush on that. I think that one's the Miller High Life. I'm going to go Miller. All right. Yeah, that's the High Life. All right. Go for it, Gaten. Number three, Miller oh. High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> this stuff's making me feel pretty good, guys. <laughs> well, Diaper just... looks a little soggy there, bud. <laughs> we're just sipping it, and you're barely leaving any for the rest of us. Yeah. I'm a thirsty boy. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> what are you drinking when she says that? Hey, now. No. Hey. <laughs> Set yourself up for your own show. <laughs> I was hoping somebody else would knock him down, but it didn't look like it was going to happen. <laughs> what happens when you do a family-friendly show and one wants to go blue. Blue-collar comedy hour over here. Fairly sure that's already been a joke on the show that a very young person was drinking, uh, alluding to drinking breath milk. Yeah, that's why I listen to the show. Yes, the breath milk. <laughs> that's the kind of highbrow comedy I tune in for. I, I think that's Bush. How'd that one taste? Mm, probably my least favorite of the ones so far. Yeah, Wes, I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Going I think, Bush I on that one, pretty I think it's, smooth. I think it's Bush, and I think I liked it. I'm gonna say that one with Bud Light. Okay, Andy, I'm gonna go PBR on that one. It's PBR number four, Natural Light. Oh, Gaden, put that diaper. Take back it easy. On. Leave some for us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, laughing man. hurts. Pretty soon I'm going to be Gatton Matarazzo because I'm fitting a snap right now. It's <laughs> good stuff. 
<laughs> How does it stack up to that O'Doul's you're used to? Gatton. It's, it's pretty good, I gotta say. I There's something different about it. Wes, what's that look on your face, buddy? That's watery. If if there were two Bud Lights... You don't lights, like water? What's the matter? <laughs> I would... Is there a lighter? Is that the Bud Extra Light? Because that one was pretty watery. I'm, That's natty. I'm That's call, natty. I'm calling that one natty. Yeah. I agree. All right, last one, Gaten. You've had it natty before, Gaten. These are all just guesses. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he thinks you mean with the G. It's like G N A T T Y. Oh. So he likes to eat bugs. <laughs> oh, okay. It's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take it back. I gotta say, Gaten's looking. Uh, I can't tell if he's getting. Sick or if he's having a great I'm time. I'm feeling all right. Okay, he's feeling really uh, good right uh, now. He's still on his yeah, way up. All right, sixteen-year-old <laughs> inebriated. Is that a is that a gun? Gaten has of it. <laughs> hey man, it's a water you, gun. I just sneak that one in. Yeah, all my guns are water guns. <laughs> I'm dripping fun. And today's final cheap beer. Bush. Wes, what do you think of this one? I liked it pretty pretty well. Yeah? Yeah. I think it might be PBR. It's high life. I think that's what's everyone I haven't guessed yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Bush. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. First one you guys tasted. Bud Light. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Thanks for giving me that answer, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Second one. Oh, wait. Do you guys want to rate them first? Which one was your favorite? They all pretty much suck in my estimation. <laughs> I think not num- quite as good as O'Doul's. No, <laughs> I think number three was the only one that I I kind of liked. Okay, really, That's, same for you. Yeah, I think I said three. I thought three was Bush, and I thought I liked it. All right, we'll yeah. run them down. Number one is Bud Light. Number two is PBR. Ooh. Oh. Number three, Miller High Life. <gasps> oh wow! I think I got that one right. Number four. You guys were right on the Natty Light. Natty. Wow. And last. That's the Bush, baby. You are correct, wow. Gaten. Yeah. Nice. You really wait till the end to show Gaten you. Gaten just keeps on beer. winning, baby. <laughs> At least I, I, the, the one I, I got it wrong, but the one I liked the most is the one I, the cheap beer the I thought I liked the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. right, yeah. You got High Life wrong, but turns out that's it the one. It was the one, one I liked the most. Yeah. yeah. The one I thought I liked the most. I thought it was PBR when I drank it. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, thought, I thought I liked Bush, and I thought that was the one I liked, but it turns out High Life. I've learned something about myself <laughs> yeah, here today. High Life's the jam. Yeah, it is. We were making a, making a short movie, and your friend Timmy brought down a 30-pack of High Life, and we just did that the whole weekend. That was like, Sato 48, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. And yeah. uh, we became a High Life family. We did. <laughs> we did. Yeah, absolutely. So band practices, you drink three, and like the whole, then, you know, that was the practice. Yeah. Gaten, did you did you get yours in your favorite? Um, I think my favorite was at the poke Gaten with actually one of the lighter ones. Maybe maybe the Bud Light. Yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed that one. Um, but you know, if listen, folks, they, none of these are very good. If you're gonna spend a hundred dollars, just get yourself a <laughs> loaf of bread or something. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, Gaten, oh, oh boy. Oh boy! I didn't think you could pour all of these into one container and like barely be able to tell. Like it would taste like any of them. It wouldn't make that big of a difference. <laughs> I yeah. think he's. Uh, I think he's sneaking away to steal some of Andy's prescription medication. <laughs> you don't want any. Like the main painkillers are gone. You don't want any. What's left? Let me tell you. 
It's stool softener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to stop him. I'll just let him go. Rage yeah. Pranks on you this time, Gaten. <laughs> yeah. How's, is this a prank or is this extreme cruelty now that you're eating massive amounts of stool softener? Whoa, guy. <laughs> well, he knows what it is now and he's not stopping. So. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a really gross way to end the show. <laughs> yeah, we are careening into the final moment for the show here. <laughs> Wes and Jason, thank you so much for coming and doing this with us. Thanks for having and, us. Um, I, I know re- since you started the show, the fans have been saying, when are Wes and Jason going to get here? <laughs> <laughs> We're here, guys. <laughs> I regret that I couldn't be in you know, tip-top condition when you were here, but I felt like it went pretty good. Yeah, it went well. Yeah, I had fun. Thanks for having yeah, us, guys. Yeah, for thanks, sure. guys. Andy, and Andy, thanks for having us. What? You know, you're, you're dealing with so much. Allow me to peel back a couple bands here. Uh, uh, about twenty thousand dollars for your uh, oh. for your recovery. Oh. You know, Thank you, you. Uh, you uh, don't you all, don't you spend that all in one place. Psych, you've been on prank encounters with Gabe Matter rather than Strangers <laughs> no. Things. I'm out. I do not like that kid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. (laughs) Spring Food Media. Can I tell one more story? Yeah. There was a stack of Playboys in the kitchen. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Ooh, it's weird. It's it real weird. weird. <laughs> you want... well, well, why'd you bring him in there, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> you told me to get rid of him, was. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what you want in the space where your food is being put together, well, right? The owners didn't put him there. <laughs> How did they get there? <laughs> I, that's a great question. I went, once I got comfortable in the job, maybe three or four weeks into it. I threw them away and expected somebody to say, hey, where are my Playboys? <laughs> <laughs> and they just showed back up on no, the counter the, <laughs> the next day. Nobody came forward. They'd always been there. The building was built around them. <laughs> Those Playboys haven't been here since 1972. Cape. 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 Beer. 30. 30. Cape. Beer. I like to drink a toasted Batman, Superman, and the Human Torch. Cape Beer. 30. 30. Cape Beer. 30.